This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello and welcome to Pop Vouchers, a pop culture podcast by The Straits Times. My name is Jen Lee, and as always, I'm joined by Yo Sam Jo. Ho ho ho! Okay, I know it's not Christmas, but we do have a quick update on the Alvin Ung saga. That was our previous yes. episode, right, Jen? Apparently, yes, he yes. replied. He replied again. Yes, commented so on the issue. I think it was in uh, this media corp YouTube video. Like it's called Just Swipe La or something like that. And then um, Alvin Ung basically responded and said that he did have. Uh, some words with Angel Lim on the set of Heart to Heart because they were filming a romantic scene and apparently Angel Lim was supposed to be reacting to Elvin's um, acting off screen, off camera, but um, she didn't do so. So Elvin was like quite harsh in his words with her, said like, you know, that's you, you're not supposed to do that. You can't just do one thing when they are filming you and then do another thing when they're not filming you, you know. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, right. So, because you're supposed to help your fellow actor like get in the mood and everything. So even mm. though the camera is not on you, you should also be committing to the role. And give yes. your scene partner something to, you know, riff off from, right? Yeah. But then Elvin also took issue with the fact that he feels like like he doesn't get why Desmond had to sort of like bring it up over social media and then say like he didn't want to talk about it after they had a phone call and everything. But, you know, it just seems like there was some unhappiness with the way everything was handled. Lah. And, uh, well, I guess this marks the end of that entire bullying saga. I don't think we will see more. Um, Until the next person decides to post something on Instagram again and then we can do yeah. another episode. Yes. Anyway, today we are still focusing on local entertainment, right, Samjo? Mm-hmm. Right, because, I mean, speaking of local actors, yet another one has somewhat uh, waded into the spotlight, and we're talking about none other than one of the eight dukes, Shane Pao. Um, yes, Shane Mr. Powell. Powell, who has a really cool surname, I've always thought so, recently caught for drink driving again. Yes. You again, and it's pretty much a big deal because it's a repeat offence, right? And we know how strict um, you know, our law is on that. His last time was in 2014. Mm. Um, this time, there were more serious consequences for him. You know, apparently he was driving like this motor van and everything. And, you know, um, the alcohol in his breath like exceeded the legal limit. So the case went to court and everything. And then Media Corp actually terminated his contract because they said that they were not informed of his drink driving charge. Yeah. They, they said they were not aware, which I think was really, like, the thing that did him in. Because you, when you are, like, in trouble, you have to tell your artist management. But he let them find out via the news. Yeah, it's not nice, like, to let them be blindsided like that, right? Especially when they're representing you and, uh, you know, especially when you're a public figure like that and your image is yes. so important, right? Yes. So, well, you know, Shane is actually currently filming the Channel 8 drama, The Heartland Hero, and he's the second male lead. So quite a meaty role, right? But Mediacorp has come out to replace him with none other than Jan's favourite Instagram follower, James <laughs> Does he follow me? <laughs> I think he does, right? Because you I interviewed think he does, him. Maybe. I interviewed yeah, him. Jen once, has had yeah. a few private moments with James. No, I just yeah. one time I interviewed him one time. Okay. I know Zhang Zetong follows me. I'm not sure about James. But yeah. Right. Anyway, um that show actually coincidentally the male lead is um Elvin Ng. So um it's just like full circle here, full circle. I love it. Yes. So the thing is, it's actually a long-form drama. Like, you know, back when we were watching like Holland V, it's the kind that a lot of episodes, right? Mm, so it's mm. 130 episodes. And wow. apparently when Shane's news broke out, it was already, like, 100 episodes had already been written. Like, over 100 episodes. So the producer side, they didn't want to reshoot the whole series from the top. 
because they feel like that would be unfair to the actors who have already put in the time and they didn't want to change the script either because they wanted to retain the integrity of the story. So even though the show has not yet aired, they are going to replace Shane Powell midway through the series, which means that Shane will start in 30 episodes of The Heartland Hero and mm-hmm. James Seah will start in the remaining 100. And there will be no explanation in the story itself as to why this character suddenly looks different. Right, like, the people viewer just, just have to, to suspend belief. Yeah, you just have to be like, yep, yeah, we know what happened off screen and this is what's happening on screen now. Right, and this is pretty much the first in local Chinese television history, right, Jen? Yes, uh, apparently it is the first time in local Chinese TV someone has been replaced because of contract termination. And also, like, I think it's also quite rare to be replaced midway through the series because I've definitely heard of people who like were prepping to be in a series and then um, maybe like they got injured or what and then they had to find mm. someone else to take over the role right, entirely. Like Alvin Ng in Little Nonya. Oh yeah, is that why ah? Uh? Yeah, yeah, he was going to be the Japanese guy, right? And then Taiyang Tian took over because he was injured. We talked about this in the previous episode. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't realize that it was because he was injured. But yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. so today we will be weighing in on what this means for Shane's career, whether he'll be able to make a comeback. And we'll also like look around the world, right, for examples of like cast replacements and whether they have worked well. And then we'll just go into a little bit of our thoughts on whether we think this is a good move uh, to replace him midway through the series. Yeah, and by the way, when we talk about replacements, we're not talking about series rejuvenation, you know, like how mm. The Crown deliberately casts different actresses for Queen Elizabeth, like, you know, for every As the seasons. years go on, right? Yeah, yeah you know, we're not talking about growing up, you know, in which Tammy, every other season, she's portrayed by, you know, first Fan Wong's sister, then Jamie Yo, like, you know. Sister, yes. <laughs> yeah, just to show that their character is truly growing up, right? Yeah, no. show them grow up, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about scandals, you know, bullying, cheating, infighting, all the juicy stuff that we regularly bring to you because we're what? Pop vouchers! Alright. <laughs> Alright, Sam Joe, what do you think? Do you think Shane Powell can bounce back from this? Uh, yeah, 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 I think still got chance. You know why? Two words, two words. Christopher Lee. Yeah, Mingshun Taka. Yeah, Lee Mingshun, right? Because, I mean, if you've been following the news, you know that there was another big case of a celebrity drink driving um, in 2006. We're talking about Christopher Lee or according to court documents, Lee Ming Soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? He was involved in a very high profile drink driving and hit and run incident. Yeah, it was because quite bad. Quite bad, right? Hit and run is like super serious offense. He apparently knocked down a motorcyclist and the pillion rider mm. and then he just drove off. So yeah. that was a huge scandal back in the day and then he was jailed for four weeks. You know, Fan Wong like cried a lot because of that. Um, he was fine, and he was also banned from driving for three years. Yeah, so obviously that was a terrible thing for Christopher to do, and you know he was rightfully punished for it. But you look at his career now; I think he's doing pretty fine for himself. You know, ever since leaving MediaCorp, he's been getting a lot of um overseas assignments, right? Like Taiwanese and Chinese TV show yeah, gigs. Yeah. Um, doing pretty well in, in Taiwan, actually, yeah. Yeah, I mean, recently he was in Stephanie Sun's music video. Yes. Yeah, so I think a lot of people still, like, hold him in pretty high regard. Um, I know that Shane is not as big of a star as Christopher Lee, at least not yet, but I also feel like people here tend to be rather forgiving of drink driving, especially if you haven't hurt or killed anyone. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you look at uh, veteran actor, comedian Mark Lee, right? Lee Kuo Kwang. He's already come out to say, you know, very openly after the news broke about Shane Powell getting terminated, mm. his contract getting terminated. Mark Lee came out to say, I'm open to signing Shane, you know, on with my production house, King yeah. Kong Media Production. King Kong Media. 
Yeah, mm. and he said that everyone deserves a second chance. And I also think that, you know, Shane didn't really do stuff that called his so-called morals into question. La. Like, you know, he didn't I mean, commit like, a sexual offence. I driving offense. is still really bad, la, but... True, true. But it's not like a sexual offence where people will, like, you know, look at you in, in disgust or, like, you know, cast you aside or, like, oh, you cheated mm. on your girlfriend. Ian <coughs> Fung. <coughs> you know, that kind of thing. It's <laughs> so not like that, la. right? Not. Sorry, it's Shaded all in the news. Shaded right there. It's all in the news. Go look it up. We, we even did a podcast episode about it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. So go listen to that. But you know what I think the huge problem is? I mean, I think Shane Powell's career can. He can go to another management agency. You know, maybe he can hit up Desmond Cole, Noon Top. Who knows? But I think the real problem is Mediacorp succession plan. Mm. You know what I'm trying to say? Q succession music. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Is that succession music? I don't know. I don't know how to sing it, but okay. Right, okay. But anyway, Shane Powell is one of the eight dukes, right? So, how do we explain eight dukes? Like, eight dukes was... is this thing that happened a long time ago. Basically, it first started with the seven princesses. So, True. there were seven uh, young up-and-coming actresses in the early, I would say, noughties, right? Noughties, like, early exactly. 2000s. Yeah, yeah, it was Jessica Liu, Ray Eun, Joanne Pei, Felicia Chin, Jeanette Al, Fiona Xie, and Don Yo. So those were the seven princesses. I remember because they were on a very iconic cover of iWeekly. They and were. They were. And then that, that was when they were termed, I think, the seven princesses. And then, like, a few years down the road, they, they came out with another one called the Eight Dues, which is the male the version, Benler. basically. Yeah, the male version, and it's um, Desmond Tan, Romeo Tan, Ian Fang, Jeffrey Shi, uh, Shane Pao, Zhang Zhenhuan, Xu Bin, and R.I.P. Aloysius Pang. So, they don't really have any relevance anymore, right? You think so? Yeah, so I mean, these were the two lineups that, you know, Mediacorp really tried to bump up to mm. see that, look, you know, we have up-and-coming actors, and all these people are really popular. You know, some of them still are, but that's the thing, some of them. And then... Mm. Many of them have also left the lineup and left the company. So you have like mm. people like Jeanette All, uh, Fiona Sia, Don Yo, um, Chang Chen Huan, Xu Bin, all yeah. leaving Mediacorp, right? Yeah. I mean, they still act sometimes in local productions, but not at the same output like if they were a Mediacorp artist. Yeah, so I don't know. For me now with yet another, you know, 8 Duke leaving the company, I feel like Mediacorp's succession plan is... I mean, he's always been in trouble, but it, it really, really casts a spotlight on it again and calls into question, like, you know, do they have enough up-and-coming young actors um, mm-hmm. to kind of ensure the longevity of our local Chinese television industry? You know, Jen, what about you? Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I agree with you in that Shane will probably be able to mount a comeback. You know, a lot of local celebs have actually bounced back from traffic violations, like Lee Nansing, you know, um, Ray Eun, Chuan Feng, so on and so forth. I mean, to different degrees, like, that mm-hmm. their level mm-hmm. of traffic violations. Do you know who I am? Did you know who I am? Sorry, that was, yeah. a, that was a Ray Eun reference, but... <laughs> yeah, that was a Ray Eun reference, yeah. And this is, again, like, I don't think Sam Jo and I are trying in any way to downplay the very, very real consequences of drink driving and how it is, like, very irresponsible to do and really do hope that, like, Shane learns from this whole incident but very fortunately Shane's violation has not resulted in the injury or the death of anybody so mm. I do think that even though it is a second offence like, I do think that it is likely that he can bounce back from this and he's still pretty young he's quite versatile looks good I think he has quite a 
strong base like he has quite a lot of experience acting so if he gets picked up by another agency I really wouldn't be surprised and you know nowadays even if you don't be an actor you can always like you know be an Instagrammer or a live streamer or anything because he already has a built-in fan base so there are a lot of options for him to to pick up from this lah you know after he does his dues basically yeah and he's still young right I think he's, he's like what 29 29 like really 29. not old for especially yeah. for a guy still and got time still got time I mean still look at Lawrence Wong look at Lawrence yeah, exactly. Wong he's really like what I'm, 36 day 7 not the so, minister Lawrence Wong the actor the yeah the actor in, the, the one in Yancy Palace yeah 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 <laughs> but I think you really hit the nail on the head about Mediacorp succession plan because I really do not think they have a robust crop of young actors like especially men I feel that like in the actresses space right there's still like rebecca lim there's still like mm. carrie wong you know there's some right. history down there you can right. go check that out in our old podcast episode again but <laughs> like actors wise right it's it's really lacking which is why i suspect they brought back star search in 2019 because they also realized that they really need new blood and true. you know at one go they sign 12 finalists left. so I feel Ex- like they realise they really need new people and there are a few promising young names like there's Zhang Zetong who just won Best Newcomer there's like Herman K who's like he he's pretty good at, you know in things that I've seen him in he's not bad they are trying to push Tyler Tan you know and then of course you know there's like Aiden Sung there's like Benjamin Tan but that's the thing all these people are not people with strong name recognition yet you know they are not on the level of Shane Powell and far from the level of say like Desmond Tan like to use a corporate metaphor it's like they are lacking middle management you know it's like either (laughs) they have rookies you know it's rookies like popular rookies sure like Aiden Seng like Zhang Zetong like you know um Tyler Tan whatever or they have people who have already um, over a decade of experience like Desmond Tan or Romeo Tan like in between it's very hard to find people who fill that gap and then yeah. going above Desmond Tan then you have people who are even older uh, Elvin Ng then above that you have the veterans you know so it's like they are really lacking like a in-betweener not age-wise I would say experience-wise because like people like Zhang Zetong is like 28, 27 mm. so you know not age-wise but I really think experience-wise they are lacking middle management yeah, and experience is so important because with experience comes uh, the familiarity that you have with the audience, like the rapport that yeah. you have with the audience. You know, that's something yeah. you build up over years. I mean, Zoe T and Lee Nan Singh didn't get to where they are today by just acting in a couple of shows. Like, people need to know you, you know? People need to see exactly. you in things all the time. And that's the thing, is like, TV actors are, like, supposed to feel very familiar to you because you see them every day, you know? Mm, so, mm. I think they don't have, like, people who have built up that sort of audience goodwill and a lot of audience familiarity, but are still very young and versatile. Now, if you're enjoying this episode of Pop Vouchers so far, do find us on the hashtag Pop Vouchers podcast channel. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Just look for hashtag Pop Vouchers. Now, some of our episodes are on YouTube as well, so do check those out. Like and rate us. Now, back to our show. Alright, so back to our podcast, we're obviously talking about Shane Powell, who just got replaced on The Heartland Hero by James Sia because of his drink-driving scandal. Now, this is actually a first 
in local Chinese television history. But it's far from the first in the entire world, right, Jen? I mean, we talk about cast replacements, even mid-series. There's so many examples from around the world, like in Korea, for instance. Yeah, actually very recently in Korea. So like, rising actor Jisoo, not to be confused with Blackpink's Jisoo. Okay, um, the guy, the guy, Jisoo. The guy. Like recently, there's been a spate of bullying allegations against celebrities in the K-entertainment world. And Jisoo was one of them. And he was accused of some particularly like egregious examples of bullying. Like he was like accused of being violent and possibly being like sexually predatory. And <gasps> yeah, so he apologized for his past actions which he admitted that he did bully some classmates in the past lah, basically and it got so blown up and the damage was done and he was replaced on the drama called River Where the Moon Rises. So this is a big deal for Jisoo because this was one of his first big leading period dramas and mm. he was replaced midway through the series because he's the lead of the series art. But he was replaced from Ep 7 onwards. Another guy called Nain Wu came in and took over because of the bad press. So actually by that time, right, the drama was already like 90% done. So it caused a lot of financial damage for the drama production side who later also apparently they reshot the first few episodes with Nain Wu in it. And now they are seeking damages from Jisoo's agency because they are alleging that, you know, they lost a lot of money lah, because of this incident so that's you know that did not go well and then of course you know we still remember again we did an episode on this which is the Jacqueline Wong scandal if you remember who Jacqueline Wong is Sam Joe okay for those of y'all who don't know Jacqueline Wong is basically the Hong Kong actress who was caught smooching Andy Hui at the back of the taxi yeah and smooching is an understatement uh. they were basically devouring each other's faces yeah there was some like on the thigh action as well it was real (laughs) bad yeah yeah and of course it was a big deal uh, because Andy Hui is married to who? beloved Kanto Pop Kanto Queen, Pop. Sammy yes. Chang, right? So a lot of fans were up in arms about that. They were like, how could you? But of course, they also blamed the woman. So they were like, Jacqueline, how could you? You know, And Jacqueline's career suffered big time, man. She's right not back yet at all. Yeah, she's disappeared. Yeah, what happened to her? This was back in April 2019, but till now, it's been... She's gone. She's two years? in Canada. She went to flee to Canada or something, yeah. Right. And then her TVB drama, the police drama, Forensic Heroes 4, apparently was reshot to remove all the scenes that featured her. And mm. then her ex-friend Roxanne Tong took over the role. Because she also yeah. has some beef with Roxanne Tong. Something about like yeah, Roxanne Tong dating her ex-boyfriend or something like that. Whatever lah. But yeah, so in the end, <laughs> Roxanne Tong had to take over the entire drama. So even though the drama was like done or something, they just shot everything over with Roxanne yeah. Tong. Every scene that had um, Jacqueline Wong in it, they shot over with Roxanne Tong. So again, like that's a big blow, right? To the drama production team. For sure, and for sure. Hollywood-wise, Samjo? Well, I mean, when it comes to Hollywood, I don't even know where to start because there are so many examples. Yeah. Um, not just in TV, but for movies as well. And I think most recently, the one that comes to mind is Johnny Depp, right? You know, in Fantastic Beasts, the franchise. Mm-hmm. Due to film another installment of that, but Matt Mickelson was asked to replace him. Mm-hmm. He basically lost this libel lawsuit, you know, against the tabloid The Sun because the British courts essentially said, yes, it's correct to call him a wife beater and... You know, Johnny Depp has no case through his case out, basically. Obviously, like, the Fantastic Beasts, like, you know, production crew can't have a so-called quote-unquote wife-beater uh, as one of the, you know, lead actors on their movie. Like, it's just very bad press for the movie, right? And it causes them to question, like, you know, what the team stands for and everything. And then we also have examples like Ashton Kutcher. Do you know that he actually replaced Charlie Sheen on yes, Two and I a Half Men? Mm. Yeah, and it, it, was, it was quite a long-running series, but for the last 84 episodes... 
um, Ashton Kutcher stepped in because Charlie was fired in 2011 for bad behavior both on and off set. For example, he would lash out at series creator Chuck Lorre. So yeah, a yeah, lot of drama was very there. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, oh, Kevin Spacey is another one. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. yeah. We're basically naming a lot of the people who have uh, since been cancelled, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Kevin but, Spacey had um had basically allegations that he preyed on young men, young boys, mm-hmm. um, some sexual assault uh, allegations, and then he was replaced by Christopher Plummer in All the Money in the World, which is like a movie about some oil tycoon, right? Yeah, J. Paul Getty. I haven't seen it. But apparently Ridley Scott, the director, had to film 400 new shots over just nine days with the new actor, Plummer, uh, Christopher Plummer. But hey, you know, it R. actually R. turned out way, fine. But yeah. yeah, rest in peace, the late Christopher Plummer. But it turned out fine for Plummer, I guess, because he got a Best Supporting Oscar nod for that role. Yeah, he got a nomination, I remember that. Mm, yeah. So what do you know? What do you know? Okay, so do we agree, though, with this move? Like, do we think that replacing people mid-series will work? Especially in the case of, say, like, you know, the Shane Powell incident. I generally feel like it is pretty unfair to the production teams involved to have to reshoot the whole thing, but it is also, like, very jarring for the audiences to have to deal with the fact that in one episode, the guy looks like Shane Powell, and then the next episode, the guy looks like James Sia. Am I just supposed to believe that they're the same person? Like, it is pretty jarring, like I think it would be interesting to see how people react to it, but I, I, there is no way that it's not jarring. And... A part of me feels like there were maybe better ways to go about this. Like, I feel like maybe they could have terminated Shane's contract, but maybe let him finish the drama as a freelancer. Of course, there might be an issue with that if Shane has to serve jail time. But like, I don't know. I feel like there were definitely better ways about it, you know? I get Mm. that there might be backlash to keeping Shane on, but if you explain very clearly to the public that, you know, we have parted ways, but because Shane has already made a commitment to this drama, we're gonna let him see it through. I don't think that's a very bad idea. Especially since, as we mentioned just now, like, Shane is not accused of something like sexual assault, you know, or like, uh, violence, uh, towards his castmates or anything. So, I, I, I don't know. I just... I hope it will work out, but I can't help but feel like it's going to be quite jarring. It just strikes me that to yank someone out of a series midway strikes me as like rather petty on the employer's part. Um, I, I don't know if um, you know if people out there agree with me, but like you said, there could have been other ways to work around it, like production-wise. It's probably even better for the production teams to just stick with the same actor mm. and then you know explain and say that, okay, this is your last show and then that's it. Like, you know, mm. get out of here. Right? Mm. That's fair. And I think that everyone would accept that. I also think it's super unfair to the audience. You know, it ruins the experience for us. Of course, you know, if the actor that's getting replaced is really a jerk on set, like, no one can get along with them, you know, um, <coughs> Patrick Lee. <coughs> or, <laughs> or if it's someone who's, like, super morally reprehensible or something like that, right? Then, okay lah, then bopian, no choice, right? Mm. I don't know. I just feel like um, you should always put the audience first. And I feel like something was... I don't know, could it have been another publicity stunt for the Heartland Hero? Because now people are interested in it. People are talking about it, you know. Maybe it's like drumming it up publicity be. for it. It could, um, be, it could be, But I will say this. I mean, good for... The same way it was good for Christopher Plummer. Um, I think it's good for James Sia also. Because, yeah. like, James Sia has been in the game. I think a lot of people don't know how long James Sia has been in the game, right? Jen, you told me about this. He's been around for quite a few years, but he seems years. like a newcomer. He was in the same batch of Star Search with, guess who, Romeo Tan. Right? Yeah. It's just you know, that the popularities are worlds apart. No, Poles because apart. James went to army right after Star Search. And then after he came out, if I'm not wrong, like, I think he went to army or something. Then after he came out, 
um, he did like Chinese dramas for a bit, but because like, you know, James Xia also, he own self will tell you that his Chinese was not good. So he didn't have a lot of opportunities with Channel 8, and then he went to do Tanglin instead. And oh. then that was like three years of Tanglin, so he was more on the English side, and then he jumped back after Tanglin, I think. Right. And who watches Tanglin, right? <laughs> People Sorry. do watch Tanglin. That was a question I'm asking. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> okay, okay, I mean, clearly Jan loves Tanglin. No, Who's I don't watch it. Who's your favorite character? I actually character? don't watch it, but I'm ah, just never saying watch, that. See, never watch anything say me. Ah. <laughs> I'm just saying that it has its fan base. La. True, no. la, true. La. But I feel like, you know, especially if you're a Mediacorp actor, definitely if you're in Channel 8 dramas, that will really it help you shore up your popularity. Yeah, because yeah, they really, really give them a lot of opportunities. Yeah, and a lot more exposure. Mm. Mm. Alright, anyway, that's our dose of pop culture for this week. I hope we cover a lot of ground, I think, actually, Samuel. Yeah, I mean, hello, from like Alvin Ng to Shane Pao to Ben J-Lo. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge leap. Yeah, but we're leaping across, uh, uh, across worlds today. Anyway, yeah. Huge ponds, just for yes. your uh, pop vultures fans and listeners. Thanks for sticking with us week after week. We really appreciate it. And of course, as always, if you have any ideas or suggestions of topics that you want us to talk about, uh, to discuss, uh, to, you know, really pick apart um, and do like our pop vultures analysis on, we would love to hear from you. Okay, please write to us at podcast at sbh.com.sg or you can also write to me at yosemjoe at sbh.com.sg. Jen? You can write to me at jenlee at sph.com.sg or you can slide into my DMs at jenleewrites. Till next time, she's Jen. He's Sam Joe. And we are Pop Vultures. Vultures. Thank you for listening. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.